All right, whenever you guys want to start. JD, you want to start us off? Uh, from uh, the North Harden High School of Radcliffe, Kentucky, uh, representative of Morehead State. Uh, here to talk sports, man. That was the best intro I've ever heard in any podcast that I've listened to all year. <laughs> so. We got EJ Pierness here, you know, from the John Harden High School, you know, technically Radcliffe slash E-Town, you know, we're on the border, the better school, the one that actually knows what playoffs were like for football, but, uh, you know, big sports fan, we'll talk about a lot of topics here, you know, it should be a fun time. Where, where'd you go to, um, what university you go to, EJ? Oh, my bad, my bad, I, can, I forgot to have this on, you know, at the at University of Louisville, you know, repping the U of L, one of the few good things that we have going on right now besides women's basketball. True, true, true. What do you what do you do outside of school? What what's your job like besides a professional podcaster? Besides professional podcasting, you know, still working working on campus with their intramural department, working on potentially getting a job, staying there. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, big special Olympics participant here. Love that. Oh them. yeah. Shout out. Shout out. JD, you say what you did? Like outside of, did you say where you go went to school and what did you do for a job? State uh, University. Uh, currently work for uh, Phoenix Health Solutions, a pharmaceutical company here in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, proud of what I do. Love the job. Nice. Good for you, buddy. Last but not least, you got you got Langston, aka LeBrangston. AKA JD's mother's favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I have also went to John Harden High School from E Town, Kentucky. Uh, from the University of Kentucky, I represent. I also went to South Florida, represent them partly, and now I am a athletic trainer working at Kentucky. Um, obviously, anything that I say represents my opinion and doesn't represent the University of Kentucky. So, yeah, we've pretty much known each other for uh, at least middle school. Uh, at least eighth grade year, I knew JD for a little bit. EJ, I didn't really know until going into high school. But we're all pretty good friends. Um, we've known each other going up through high school. Uh, as much as I hate JD, we're, we're good friends. Um, yeah, just talking about this podcast, talking about sports, maybe a couple TV shows that we watch. Maybe one day we'll get uh, JD and EJ to convince me to watch some anime, and we'll talk about that on the show. Uh, but one we'll day, just for that, Damn. yeah, Two people can talk to about that. Convince. Yeah, we'll have to bring in some guests, and I'll just sit back and listen. Right. Hey, JD, think about this. How long have we know each other? Think about that. <laughs> And since second grade, I believe. What year was that? Honestly, that was probably six. Was that was that six? Would that have been like? Oh, I've been like four. Two thousand four. Two thousand four, man. Like around there. Yeah. And when did you first move to Kentucky? That was the second grade. Uh, I believe it was right during the school years, and I think it was like later in that year. I would mm-hmm. probably say around November-ish. Yeah. No, yeah, around November. Uh, came from uh, Fort Campbell, Kentucky, man. Uh, got the call from my pop, uh, who was in the army at the time, uh, getting PTS uh, to Fort Knox, Kentucky. Do nothing about Kentucky. And uh, I remember, remember my first day going to class, man. It was crazy. Uh, but uh, I think uh, Tillerson was my teacher at the time in the mm-hmm. second grade. And uh, going to Kentucky, I mean, uh, didn't expect to see a lot of kids of my color. But uh, walked into class, man, saw, saw another fellow uh, black kid in there, man. And saw an open seat, sat down, introduced myself, man. And, been my boy ever since, man. So you know, day ones, man. Got to keep him in your life. It's crazy. It's been that long. 
crazy. That's crazy, JD. I didn't know you weren't uh, originally from Kentucky. No, no, sir. Born in Honolulu, Hawaii. Wow. Yeah, I got PCS around. Uh, I don't know why he decided to settle in Kentucky, but man, been here ever since, man. It's been my home. We believe, but you know, it's always going to be my home at the end of the day. Learn something new. It's crazy that I didn't know that until we started recording this podcast. It's kind of fake, but. That's what you got to do. You have no longer. Yeah, I, I guess so. I haven't known him long enough. I've only known him since he was that goofy kid in eighth grade in uh, Mr. Perry's class. Mm, good old Mr. Perry. Oh, yeah. Good times, good times man. The good days. I miss those days. Ripping James T. Alton. Yeah. Well, crazy how stuff went though. But like JD talked about a little bit about him. Like that's the biggest thing. I think Langston, were your parents military too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's like I think all of us we're all military brats for the most part. I mean, mm-hmm. I I didn't get didn't get to enjoy that moving like uh my older sisters did. I was born in California, just outside of LA. And then I've been here since kindergarten. So I literally know nothing besides Kentucky essentially. Even though I always claim Cali as my home, you know, got to do that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, I'm like, I'm. So I was born in Fort Knox. I don't know if you guys knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, good old Ireland hospital before it shut down. Um, but I, I lived there, stayed in Radcliffe for a little bit, went to E Town. Uh, it's funny, JD, that you said that. Like, you didn't expect any uh, people of your color in your class when you moved there. When like I, I so I went to a private school, North Harding Christian. My mic's not working? Wait, is that my brother? He's an idiot. Um, anyways, uh, I went to North Harding Christian School. Uh, I didn't really think anything of it back in the day just because, like, obviously I'm white. So I didn't really have that issue. But I, like, looking back at it, I didn't really have, like, a person of color in my class. So I was probably in sixth or seventh grade, and that person ended up being Chris Baptiste. And then mm-hmm. he was only there for a little bit. And then, uh, and then they started getting more people of color, but that's when I eventually moved out. So I thought that was crazy. Um, but yeah, I lived in Kentucky my whole life. Uh, obviously, moved down to Tampa for two years to get my master's. And then I'm back up here at Kentucky. Couldn't get enough of it, of it I guess. Crazy. So with that, Lyson, I guess you being in Kentucky, how did you become a fan of like your sports teams? How did that happen? So I get that I get that question a lot. Um, pretty much the way I base my sports teams was obviously Kentucky doesn't have any professional sports teams. Well, at the time, now we have a uh, soccer. Uh, but back in the day, I would just kind of based off of who I played for my rec league teams. Uh, so Minnesota Vikings was my first football team that I played for, so they were my team. Um, back in the good Rhineville basketball days, uh, the Houston Rockets were my team, so I stayed on that team and watched a lot of Trace McGrady and Yao Ming. Um, who else? Like, same with baseball, Chicago Cubs, and then soccer is just like from what I watched over the years, and just kind of stuck with that. And stuck with those teams. So PSG and LA Galaxy are my two main teams. So you played basically a little bit of everything when you were growing up. Mm-hmm, pretty much yeah. played everything. Cool. Played a little bit of tennis. Played a little bit of bowling. Mm-hmm. A lot of badminton. I was mainly didn't really get to do a lot of the other ones. Got was football. So. Football was during, but typically was football around like that soccer time. I'm trying to remember, or I don't know. But I, I wasn't able to do much. I was mainly like football, basketball, like throughout growing up, rocking like the Fort Knox leagues up through like fourth grade, fifth grade. Then start doing like the Hardin County. Then finally playing football at John. And you know, once I got to high school, started going to that track career. 
Jeez. Probably the best thing I've ever done besides football. Probably the most fun I've had, too. But, you know, outside that, like, Lance was talking about his teams. Being from, born in California, grew a big Laker fan, big Kobe fan, obviously. R.I.P. to the Black Mamba. R.I.P. Um, most of my other family, um, my mom and dad's side, all from, like, the Gulf Coast area, so that was naturally, became a Saints fan. You know, through, before we were for them when we were the Aints with Aaron Brooks and Deuce and all of them, and finally we started getting good. Uh, but, yeah. Big, big sports guy. I try to root for everybody, but like mainly main sports, obviously I do basketball, football. But I watch everything. JD, man. I've always, I get this question a lot of, from a lot of people who we have mutual friends from, uh, like our boy TC, shout out. Um, but how are you a Bears fan and a Boston Celtics fan? Like, how did that come about? Yeah, I don't make sense. Funny, funny story. Uh, I mentioned how my dad was in the military. Uh, first off, both my parents are from Chicago, born and raised, uh, high school sweethearts, which is, is crazy. So yeah, my parents have been together for a while. Uh, but, uh, at one point my dad got stationed up there by Boston for, I would say about a year or two. This is before I was born. And, uh, what Jersey it was, but it was somebody who was playing for the Celtics at the time, man. And, uh, Sure is at this moment, but uh, I remember uh, probably one of the first jerseys I ever owned was a Boston Celtics jersey. So you know, ever since uh, growing up, I wasn't really that into basketball, like the NBA uh, at that point when I was growing up. Then I would say right around the time, yeah, right around 2005, I was a big uh, KG fan, big KG fan. So I had the Minnesota Timberwolves jersey. I wasn't really a fan. I was a Minnesota fan at the time, but I was a big KG fan. And uh, the older I got in that time when he uh, got traded to Boston in uh, 08, you know, I just fell in love with it, man. Just, you know, the energy that, that, that those fans bring at TD Garden. was already a fan of Paul Pierce. Uh, was a big fan of uh, Anton Walker, surprisingly. You know, he was playing for Boston at, the, at that time. My dad was a big Al Jefferson fan in college. I think he was in college. I just know my dad was a big Al Jefferson fan, and uh, Celtics drafted him, so it was just, I don't know. I think it just brought me there, even though my whole family grew up Bulls fans, and I just, to this day, NJ's always going to be my vote, but that, that's just kind of how uh, I got brought to the Celtics Mafia, though. I mean, I don't, I don't agree with your, your GOAT topic, but we'll save that for a later day. Uh, later no. day, later podcast. Um, <laughs> that's interesting to know. I didn't know that. I've always wondered that. I, I know a couple of our boys have asked me, and I was like, I have no clue. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why he supports that organization. But it, It's tough to get that whole story out there because you don't want to just break it down and say, oh, my dad lived up there. It was, I, I never wanted to detail about it that far, but I just felt this yeah perfect time for our uh debut podcast episode to clear the air announce our teams before the nfl season starts back up nba is almost to playoff time what we got about like a month left the rest of march beginning yeah. of april is when playoffs start yeah. uh march madness is here obviously ej said he went to university of louisville i went to kentucky jd went to moorhead but i still believe that you support kentucky like in sports, like at least basketball. Obviously, when like Moorhead's not in the tournament. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this. Uh, I grew up a Kentucky fan. I will say that when they when they had a uh, uh, man Jody Meeks that that squad back in the day, man. I would say I probably jumped on board then. Then obviously when John Wall and Boogie came in, and Langston, was you with me when we went to? Did you go to that uh, UK basketball tournament with with me? No, I did not. That wasn't me. Okay. okay. It had to be somebody else then. It's a different white boy. Had to be. Had to be. I know I went there with somebody that was from uh, that uh, Vine Grove Radcliffe area. But uh, man, I uh, went to a UK uh, UK camp the summer John Wall was coming in, Boogie and all them. Mm. So uh, man, that, that whole camp was just uh, electric. Kids everywhere. And the funny thing is, we got to play knockout. Uh, thing is, I had a uh, and Darius Miles behind me, 
So I already mm. knew I, I couldn't miss. But uh, I can say this. I got a, a lot. Of, if people remember him, Perry Stevenson's. Mm-hmm. I remember. He was on that team that year. Uh, I don't think he was a freshman. I think he was like a junior, sophomore. But I was able to get him out. on. We was only playing the free throw line. But uh, I was able to get him out, though. So I, something I could say. Nice. Nice. That's a good story. I never knew that. Nah, it wasn't me. It was a different. I had to have been a different white boy back in the day. So, like, you're talking about like your experiences meeting some of those players like that. Lance, I know you were, uh, you did your athletic training and stuff at UK. Do you have any cool experiences with like other athletes that went on to do things in the mate in major leagues or just like well, very big in college? Yeah. So, I mean, like, I've worked pretty much with college athletics. For the past six years, whether it's like as a certified athletic trainer or just like being a student around, just helping out and getting my hours in. Um, but then on top of that, I've worked in NFL. Uh, I worked with the Las Vegas Raiders as a summer intern one year. That was pretty sweet. Got to meet great guys like Darren Waller. Even like Jason Witten was there for one year. So I got to meet a Cowboys Hall of Famer. Uh, it's crazy seeing like the difference between the younger guys in the NFL compared to like the older veterans and how much they like are like, nah, I'm not practicing the day. Like, I'm just taking the day off compared to, like, the younger guys who just get yelled at every single day. So I thought mm-hmm. that was pretty funny. Um, got an opportunity to work with XFL uh, right before COVID hit. That was a cool experience just because not a lot of people get an opportunity to work a different professional football league just because we haven't had one in so many different years. Um, but with, like, college athletics, I've seen a lot of people go from – like I worked with Josh Allen, uh, not the quarterback Josh Allen, but the defensive end Josh Allen. Um, he was there my freshman year when he was a freshman. Came out of high school, two-star recruit, just getting yelled at by the coaches every single day. Everyone was like, "Nah, like this student isn't gonna make it." Um, was brought in a couple times throughout his freshman year to play a couple games. Coaches were yelling at him. He was like in different positions, um, basically like screwing up the game. Um, we we were pretty terrible that year. We won went outside of a bowl game. Um and like as a Kentucky fan, as a football fan, everyone knows that Kentucky's not the best in football. At least back then we're getting better now. Uh but funny story is like you fast forward like two years into my junior year and his junior year and he's getting recognized as like a top fifteen NFL pick. Uh, first rounder, and then he ended up getting drafted to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he's killing it there. And I think he's going into his contract year this year. So th- I, it's stuff like that is pretty cool, just seeing uh, kids come out of nowhere, uh, low-level, two-star recruits, especially in football, mm-hmm. and then rise up to the NFL. And I've worked with like him. I've worked with a couple of soccer players who have gone to MLS. Um, I just had a boy, uh, my boy, Amea Mabika. He got drafted to Inter-Miami FC. Uh, David Beckham's team down in Miami. Uh, he was a first-round pick. Uh, shout out to him. He just got called up to the first team. Uh, so yeah, I've I've had quite a few experiences with just different athletes all the way around. That's dope. Ask this question about uh, Jonathan Allen. Uh, did you see like his growth going into his junior year? Did you see it like that sophomore year? Because I think he I got didn't... on my radar his sophomore year for sure. I didn't get to see him a lot just because uh, as a freshman, I worked football. And then after that, I kind of went and worked different sports. Um, So I didn't really get to see him that much, but he was outside of football. He was saying that he was still the same goofball. Um, But I heard other people would be like, yeah, like he's really turned it up a notch in practice. Like I've talked to the rest of the people in sports medicine staff who worked with him. And they were just like, yeah, like he's taking it up to a different level. But on that note, speaking of college football and football, let's talk about all the stuff that's been going on in NFL this week. We've got, unfortunately, as me and JD are members of the NFC North, Aaron Rodgers is staying. Um, Don't know how I feel about that just because he's literally taking up the whole cap space for the Green Bay Packers. Um, So he's just going to have a box of rocks and paper airplanes to throw to. Before we really get into Aaron Rodgers, I feel like he's robbing the Green Bay Packers. No, he is. 100%. One Super Bowl appearance? And how, how, how long has he been in the league? He's been in the league since late 2000s? It was like 
Was it like six, seven, somewhere around that time frame? Something like that. Had to be. He was drafted behind. Uh, I don't think we all know he was drafted behind Rod or behind Favre. And see, because I think because they won in, they won in ten, right? Yeah, they won, won in ten. 10. So yep. I think he he was probably like got drafted in maybe six or seven then. Something like that because Brett Favre got traded in going into the oh nine the oh eight oh nine season. Because that's the year that Brett Favre took us to the NFC Championship. And well, unfortunately the Saints won the Super Bowl in two thousand nine. But we're not gonna talk about that this podcast. That's fine. I'm trying to think too, because before that with he was with the Vikings, he was with the Jets first. So like, yeah, he was with the Jets. That would have been like eight, so Roger probably got yeah. like six, six, seven. Probably I mean, six or seven. One of the two. Oh, we'll probably fact check that, but you know, we we yeah. he's been running that division since he's been the starter for the most part. Yeah, definitely. He, I feel like he's he's one of the best quarterbacks that I've I've seen since I've been alive. I, I, this is tough coming from a Bears fan because you you, you got to see him twice a year, but you really get to see what makes him great. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 checking at the line. His relationships with his receivers, how he can just read defensive coverages coming out of a seven-step drop. It's, it's unbelievable what he does, and I hate that I have to see him twice a year, but you really get to see his excellence. And I, I'm i I'm happy Stephen A. and all these other media guys finally started to see that the last couple of years. But uh, I, I really just had to say that, man. I really feel like he's robbing the Green Bay Packers taking – what three quarters of their salary right now, you know? And uh mm-hmm. now you got yeah. Devontae Adams coming out who's deserving of a contract. I would say probably if not top two best receiver in the league right now. You can have that conversation. We'll have that conversation later down the road. But man, it's just kind of how Kirk Cousins is robbing the Vikings, man. It's just Hey. <laughs> We're not gonna talk also, about he that. has the best agent in all of Sports right now, professional sports. Kirk Cousins has the best agent, hands down. I just saw his guarantee money earlier today, but I'll let y'all talk on it. Yeah, we ain't gonna talk about that. But back on Devonte Adams, he just turned down his uh, franchise tag today too. Yeah, he said he's not gonna play on it. No, long term. Which as soon as Aaron Rodgers signed that, I was like, all right, well, like there goes some key pieces, and they just had to cut one of their starting offensive linemen. Yeah. And then they uh, no yeah they started uh, they cut an O lineman they cut Z and they signed Preston Smith to a four year contract too. Yeah, I mean you guys are saying this about the contract stuff. As a Saints fan, I'm obviously I'm not a cap expert, but at this point I know how every year our teams always my teams always over the cap, so I know that there are ways you can save money. Like once Roger signs his deal, he'll like they'll have cap space because you can. So, the salary cap is there, but it's easy to get around in the NFL. Yeah, that, I was about to say, I was listening to Jalen and Jacoby last week, and Jalen Rose was basically like uh, talking about the salary cap. It was either Jalen or Jacoby, one of the two, was talking about yeah. the salary cap and was like they were comparing it to baseball, to MLB, where they don't have a salary cap. And one of them was like, basically, if you know how to work the NFL salary cap, you can get around it and kind of make it to where there's not really a salary cap. There's so much ways you can put it into like incentives and stuff like that to where it doesn't affect it so as much as like people think that the packers won't be able to resign anyone i think they'll they have it structured to where they can still move their money around and not have to worry about being over like unfortunately how the saints do every single year well i mean that's why well we started the season we started over 70 million over the salary cap the highest team this year we're only six million, and we haven't had to cut anybody yet. So, like, so stupid. I don't. Uh, I'm just gonna say this right now, since it's our first podcast. Me and JD hate the Saints, and EJ is most is one of the most delusional Saints fans I've ever met. And I'm sure it'll come out on this podcast because every time EJ texts in our group chat about the Saints, I get so angry and annoyed. And JD's always there to have my back. It's blasphemy! What this it's, man it's says. Blasphemy! Blasphemy! I, I wish the world can see. I say I it. I say it because I know it gets you guys riled up. It's funny. Nah, he he means the truth. He means it. I do mean it too. I mean, y'all just I'll be hating sometimes. I be speaking facts for the most part. Speaking of the Saints, EJ, how do you feel about the Saints talking to uh, trying to get Deshaun Watson? 
you know, I'm not a big fan of all that, that whole situation. Like, obviously, it's hard. He didn't get criminal charges, which is hard to get criminal charges in a case like that without having, like, actual evidence and things like that, all the facts. I'm not going to talk about that just because we're not experts in that situation, what's going on. But I've been somebody that's really against it. I mean, obviously, if it was, like, one or two women or, like, different cases, maybe that's something a little different. I mean, obviously not different in in a bad way, but... We have 22 women come out and say, like, we've had these instances. That's sort of hard to, it's hard to say that didn't happen or everything like that. I mean, but definitely a red flag, especially with the fact that what they want to give up. Like, the rumored asking price right now is through, like, three first-round picks, second-round picks, three starters and stuff like that. Like, it's a lot, and I'm just not a big fan of that. It's, I know he's a young quarterback in his prime, but... I mean, I'm willing to pay that if he was clean, but he just has so many question marks. I'm not a, I really don't want to bring that in. It's sort of slap of slap in the face of all like the female fans. Yeah, yeah. I, on top of like the the female fans, just from like an NFL standpoint, of like something else pops up, and he gets like criminal charges on like a similar situation. After mm-hmm. you just traded like all your key pieces and draft picks, then if he's like suspended for a longer time, then you basically just forfeited your players for free. Yeah. So I think he's got a lot of red flags. Uh, I know the Vikings were considering it, um, considering talking to him, but I don't think we will just because now we uh, extended Kirk Cousins a little bit. I wasn't too. I wasn't a fan of even talking to him. Uh, yeah. I just want to leave that whole situation alone. Um, send him to a crumbling franchise like Miami, where they have all their own problems, and let Texas get rid of him. Supposedly, um, looks like. The Saints and the Panthers—they finished their meetings with them that he had that they had today. So that's happened. So there might be more teams to follow potentially, but that yeah. just—that's like 15 minutes ago. The most realistic team he could go to, I would feel like, would be Carolina because I feel like they have the pieces to give up for him. I mean, what would you say? Obviously, the three first-round picks—you probably don't make it in there and just call it a day. Honestly, I feel like, I mean, running backs. It, how that stigma's coming out about these running backs nowadays, how the, you can just replace them so easily. Uh, in Chicago right now, I'm a huge David Montgomery fan, but we'll talk about that another time. But, uh, I mean, you throw McCaffrey in there with three first-round picks, and I guess throw another guy, you know. But uh, that's the only realistic place I see him going. Uh, honestly, I don't know where else. Mm-hmm. Seattle. But I don't even know what Seattle would do for that. Yeah, but. I don't know how Pete Carroll would feel about that. I mean, the Saints are a realistic option. I don't understand. Again, like, the Saints are still essentially ready. They're almost they're a few pieces away from, like, a Super Bowl contender. They have a championship-level defense. It's been, like, top 10, top 5 the last three, four years. Offense was hurt last year completely. I mean, they went 9-8 and eight with four different quarterbacks last year. And arguably could have made the playoffs if they didn't have if they didn't, weren't missing like twenty one players on their Monday or Tuesday night game against the Dolphins. Yeah, you know? I, don't, I don't know about that. I still hate the Saints. I don't think they would have made the playoffs. They literally that game if they win that game, they're in the playoffs. See, that's what I'm talking about, EJ. You just get wild up too easily. Anytime we say anything bad about the Saints, you just start acting crazy. I just said we won that game. Blown out in the wild card. Just to get blown out in the wild card. Like, why are yeah. they on TV? It's like watching and, the Lakers every night. Why are the Lakers on primetime TV every night? Um, it, it kills me. Kills me. Yep. I, I just know, at least we embarrassed Aaron Rodgers this year. I mean, you guys didn't do that. Yeah, but EJ, on the top of uh, free agency quarterbacks, how do you feel that Tom Brady's coming back for his 23rd season? I'm not concerned about it. Right. Right. He, All right. <laughs> he's one in four. He's one in four. In the regular like, season. In the, in regular, the regular season. season. Audience in the regular you know, season. He's the did most he, hypest. Did you even listen? Did you even listen to me? Did you listen to what I said? I said he's one in four against us. So I was gonna say he does have the. He did get the more important win in the playoffs. Yeah, by far. Is it? Is it Drew home? When it matters, folks. Yeah, he, but I didn't realize. You know. How often does Aaron Rodgers lose to Trevor Simeon? How often does he lose to Taysom Hill? 
Herbert had that nice year in Denver that one year. Did he? Did he play in Rogers? We'll have to fact check that. I don't well, remember. Uh, we don't saying, fact check on this podcast. This is I'm all saying, opinions. I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not saying fact, but you're saying your quarterback can't beat Tom Brady. Can't beat Trevor Simeon in the game. Like, come on now. I don't act like. I understand, like, if we, if we would have lost these two games this year, but we beat them with no quarterback, essentially. I can't and talk. My cool. team lost to uh, Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys this year, so I can't talk. It's hard to judge a team early in the season, man. At the end of the day, Tom Brady's coming back. He's going to demolish the Saints this year. Uh, Saints are going to crumble. Uh, something I've been waiting for ever since 2009 with Bounty Gate. Um, but we'll save that for a different podcast. I mean, I'll, I'll still say this though: twenty out of three teams. I think my team says the most realistic to make the playoffs. We'll talk about that in a different podcast. I don't. I don't want to get you too angry today. I don't want to get too angry today. It's a Monday night. Um, really? going. No, we're not talking about that anymore. We're switching to a different topic. We're going to the other quarterback who got a brand new team this year. This year, Russell Wilson. It's uh. Denver got a steal. I hate yeah. that they lost Noah Fant, but I mean, you you can say that Noah Fant's been hurt most of. He's been very injury prone throughout his career, and I feel like tight ends are so easily to get nowadays. Yeah, and then they're tight. I think Denver. I don't remember the, the backup's name, but he played a lot last year with Noah Fant being out. He played well. Yeah, I don't and remember not, who they got either. Not having to give up any of your receivers. I would love for OJ Howard to go to Denver. He could yeah. be decent. I don't know if y'all saw this today, but Evan Ingram got a one-year, ten million dollar deal to go to Jacksonville. Is he there? Ten million included in, in sitting. So, so I don't know what his guaranteed money is, and I don't know what his yearly salary for that contract is. But it just—I don't know. I believe it was a one-year, eight million. Like it's the base. I believe I'm, so. I'm guessing they gave him two if, for incentives if he plays a certain amount of games that year, or if he makes Pro Bowl, probably. Dude, I mean. Speaking about Jacksonville, Ooh. he reset and received Christian Kirk. Christian, Christian Kirk making like $15, 16000000 million. Mm-hmm. One of the highest paid so, receivers. Making stupid so, money. So, so what do y'all think about this? Do you think like Jacksonville is trying to make that splash? What is it? Doug Peterson is down there right now? Yeah, yeah he's the head coach now because yeah. they fired Urban. Yeah. Definitely, you definitely got to get some bodies in there for Trevor Lawrence. I'm, I'm re- real happy they're addressing that. Uh, with a franchise they, tag, uh, Cam Robinson. They also brought, signed brought in, um, Brandon Scherf uh, yep, from Washington. From the Commanders. Um, and they still <laughs> got the first, first, first overall pick, man. And I, what, what I'm seeing in these draft boards is uh, the kid uh, out of Alabama, that big tackle. So, you know, yeah. addressing it, man. You, you see it with Joey B, man, you know. But, I mean uh, – it's two ways you can attack a young quarterback. Either surround him with weapons or give him a whole line or do what the Bears did and give him neither, you know. But uh, but uh, I'm, I'm definitely liking what they're saying. Do you think – I would say this. Do you think they're winning free agency right now? I know it's just day one, but, I mean, no. what they're doing. They're not. Yeah. I mean, I think they made some good, like, money yeah. moves, but I don't think they're winning free agency. I think right overall, now. I think Denver is at least top of their – uh, Steelers got a steal with um, what's his face, Mitchell Trubisky. Maserati Mitch, <laughs> yes sir, got his deal. I'm happy for my boy, man. I mean, honestly, the team that's winning free agency for me, I mean, if you include trades and everything that's happened, the Chargers, they signed yeah. Jason Jackson, yeah, and Cleo Mack. Mack, like, and they already had the weapons. They brought back Mike Williams. Their defense was yep. the weak part last year. Yep. I heard they're trying to convince Bobby Wagner to come there too. Like yeah, I forgot about him. He's going to be a a big sign if they can get him. Well, I mean, if that defense is I, healthy, you can see. I'll let you finish, EJ. My bad. I'm saying if that defense is healthy, I was thinking about it this way: like your edges, you got Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. Joey, that's all. You have decent linebackers already. I think you have Kenneth Murray. Uh, Dude from Oklahoma a couple years ago. I think they have another one. I can't remember his name. That was pretty solid. Yeah, I remember. Get J.C. Jackson there, and then Derwin James can stay healthy. He's one of the do-it-all, strong safeties, linebacker mm-hmm. hybrids. Like, yeah, yeah, pieces. Daniel, uh, Daniel Jr., his dad played yeah. in the league, too. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot about that. 
Mm-hmm. Forgot he was there. In the league last year. Nice. Like they'll the issue next year will be if they don't make the playoffs. That's a sneaky spot I could see Sean Payton in if he comes back to coaching. To the Chargers? Year. If they have another bad year, all the weapons and stuff. Who's their coach right now? Stanley. Brandon Staley. I don't see he's a young coach, young defensive yeah. coach. I don't see him losing that job. Even if like you said, even if they do have a bad year. I see Sean Payton going to Dallas before he goes to the Chargers. If I'm Sean Payton, I'd rather go to the Chargers. I'd rather go to the Chargers. I'm trying to stare at Jerry's world. Of course, but you know that that's that's Jerry's. That's it's Dallas, bro. I mean, I just I just don't see Brandon Stanley getting plucked, uh, getting kicked out the door that that quick. When he, I'm just I'm not saying he's, he's gonna get kicked out, but if they have another year. They can't they can't yeah. not make playoffs this year. If they, if he's making more questionable calls like that again, I'm, I understand that he had a player poll on the on the sideline against the Raiders, but I mean, come on now. I think another big um, sign is uh, Hassan Reddick to the Eagles. It's going to yeah. be good for them. But although they're trying to load off uh, Fletcher Cox. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting. We're only one day in with all the legal tampering, so there's still a lot to come. Like, <laughs> we still, not, even one, not even one day in, actually. We still have time, but, like, yeah, we still got so many top free agents. Like, for me, since I'm a Saints fan, you have the top – Tackle on the market this year. Toronto Armstead, that man stays healthy. He's a top, top four, top five. Yeah, left tackle in the league. So a team that needs tackle help can get him to come there. That's big boost. Then mm-hmm. Marcus Williams, if the team needs a free safety, one outside like his major pickup that everybody remembers him for, which is the Minneapolis miracle, his missed tackle. But like outside of that, he's been great as one of the top uh, top free safeties in the league yeah. the last four years. He's only 25, too. It doesn't seem like that, but he's only 25. That's crazy. He doesn't seem I that. I want to hit a horn real quick before we move on. Are we just waiting just for Cincinnati to throw, throw the bag at him? Or, like, who, I mean, who else is realistic, realis- realistically has the money to throw at him other than Cincinnati, probably Miami? They said, Colts have money, too. Last time I checked, the teams that really quarterback first were... Jacksonville was supposed to be, be a team, but I know they franchised Cam Robinson or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, bringing him in could be could be good. Bengals have a need. Uh, Dolphins, they have the money. I saw, I mean, he said it himself. He's not opposed to retiring to New Orleans, depending on like, the prices there. I don't really see being able to keep him and Marcus Williams just because of the money stuff, especially if they somehow bring in Deshaun Watson, which who knows what that is. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, he's thirty-one. Mm. And his his main issue is just if he's healthy, he's one of the, the top, not, one of the top, if not the top tackle in the league. Like him and Trent is right is right there. Him yeah, and Trent is right there. Trent right. got the bag too. I think I said he only played like eight games last year, but he only gave up like maybe one sack. Or like that. I mean, he's going to get the best day in day out. Yep. So, and he's one of the most athletic. I mean, I think he still holds the record for the forty yard dash for uh, lineman. I think ran so. Like, ran like a four. I think he ran like a four seven or something like that. Roughly. Yeah. Remember, we don't fact check on this podcast. It's all we just make up stuff. Right. Um. Two other things. Um. One team made a big splash. And then release one of their good players, the Browns, traded for Mari Cooper, and then released Jarvis Landry today. Um, that's interesting. I don't know what teams are looking at Jarvis Landry right now. Um, I also don't know how I feel about Amari Cooper on the Browns. I'm not a big Baker Mayfield person. I think he gets mm-hmm. too much hate. But then again, he also wasn't really healthy that year. Um, the Browns organization is just trying to Screw everyone over. JD, you got something to say? I'd love to see Jarvis Landry in Tampa Bay. Play that AB position for him. Run the slot. Yeah, he would just have to take yeah. a... I don't know how their salary cap looks like, but they'd have to put it... Ooh, that is true. 
Does it still have Mike Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin's trying to get his new deal because he doesn't want another franchise? Franchise too. They have a lot of guys um, back though. Yeah, they're. Uh, I just saw they're trying to re-sign uh, Gronkowski. They brought back Carlton Davis officially. Yeah, saw that three-year deal. Free agent. But they got to work on their O line though. Cole. They lost their two star guards. Yeah, one of them retired. Oh guard. Yep. Mm-hmm. After it, the other one went but, to uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, that's right. Yep. I will say this free agency is deep with guards. Mm-hmm. I, I saw I saw a tweet earlier today that this is a really deep dra- deep free agency for guards and receivers. Even even in the draft. Back, I, I want to go back to that Christian Kirk in Jacksonville when we can too, because that we can go right now. Let's go back to it. It's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. Is he is he really worth seventeen to eighteen mil a year? Hold on, just, let, let me pull up a stat. I just had a a stat of receivers making that kind of money. You, you guys keep talking while I find it. Season yet. He hasn't had over a thousand yard season yet. I love his intangibles. I was hoping the Bears can make a swing at him, try to get him around twelve to thirteen a year. But Jesus, yeah, I, hated I didn't. That. I did not see Jacksonville throwing the bag at him. And I mean, yeah. down there they already got uh, Marvin Jones running running the outside. They got the other kid from U- UCF. He's a tough runner. But I'm wondering. Uh, but I mean, Shark is still there too, isn't he? Uh, Shark's a great. That's right. He uh, is we, he going somewhere else? Uh, I've been listening to some podcasts about him. So I saw something about the Raiders for him potentially too. Looking into him, but so, I mean, go ahead. Lane. So I found. Sorry, I found my tweet. So Christian Kirk is making as much or more in terms of money per season at wide receiver than Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, Adam Thielen, Cooper Cups, and Stephon Diggs. Yeah, that's craziness. That's insane. The market, man. Yeah. Cap's going up. Cap's so, going up. Cap's going crazy. I mean, that that deal alone is the reason Devontae Adams he's going to get thirty. That's from yeah. And declining the franchise tag, bro. You you this is your second time doing it just because of your boy Aaron. You know you you deserve it. You know I feel I personally feel like he's the best receiver in the league. Like I said, I get him twice a year. I but so. just his route running, he's guaranteed hands. You gotta find him in the red zone. Like he'll beat you with speed. But uh, I don't man. think there's an argument about him being the best wide receiver. I think between him, yeah. uh, Stephon Diggs is up there. I think eventually Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase will get up there once they get a couple more years under the belt. I mean, they're both two stud yeah. of wide receivers right now. But I don't think anyone beats Devontae right now. Nope. Like he's the clear one right at the moment. Like easily. Him and Aaron Rodgers, their connection. Like, I watch, didn't he have like, he had over, check, just look. Did he have over like 1,500 yards this year, something like that? Something crazy? I don't remember. Devontae Adams? Yeah. I mean, I know he didn't win the title because I went to a cup. I thought he had something yeah. great with his yards. It, w- it wouldn't surprise me. And I think he still missed a game and still yeah. had a career year. I know he was easily over a thousand. That's not the question. I know oh, he was sure. like uh, he might be like he was really, at a uh, thousand five hundred fifty three. Yeah, fifteen hundred. Ridiculous. Man, while while we're still on receivers, I would really love. I'm a big Allen Robinson fan. I would really like to see him in Oakland. Not, I mean, not Oakland, but with the Raiders, with uh, Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with 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 Derek Carr, Adam Thielen, Darren Waller, just give him Adam I feel Thielen. Like Derek, Derek, Adam oh, Thielen. <laughs> so Renfro, Renfro, my God, Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro, yeah, Hunter Renfro. But, I think uh, that'd be nice too. Derek Carr, to give him some more weapons, man. Give him some more help up front in the O line. I, I still, I still like. Um, who's the running back right now? Help me out, my Josh sister. Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. He runs behind his pads, man. Mm-hmm. Darren Waller's a, a matchup nightmare for corners, linebackers, safeties, you know. Defense is finally coming on. You got Denzel Perryman. That was just a pro, a quiet pro bowler last year. Led the league in tackles. Uh, we already know we'll be seeing Cosby. Uh, you got uh, Ngakwe on the other side, you know. Got some decent a decent secondary. Forgot you know, about that's, a, that's an intriguing team. And, you know, to go back on the Chargers real quick, uh, 
with them bringing Mac over, man, that's that's a tough. It was already a tough division, but now it's just like. Well, that and adding hard. Russell Wilson into that division too. Oh my goodness! Yes. It's, yep. It's, it's showtime. It's showtime. Honestly, that's the, that's the, that's the showtime division right now, and I, I like the, the Chargers. Between the NFC West and the AFC West, both of those West Coast teams, our conferences, our divisions, are the two powerhouses right now. Yeah, right now, AFC West. Uh, well, b- besides Seattle. Well, Seattle, I wouldn't include. I think Arizona, LA, the Arizona, the Rams, and uh, the 49ers are still pretty decent. Yeah. Besides what they do with Jimmy G, I don't know what they're doing, but I would say still the AFC West has a higher hold over the NFC West. I mean. They're the best quarterback division by far. Yeah. I mean, Derek Carr is the worst quarterback in that division. He's not, he's like, he's not even that bad. I would consider him like one of the top in the second tier quarterbacks. Mm hmm. Definitely. I mean, with Kirk Cousins' contract, well, he got, was it 35 million or something like that? Guaranteed? I don't know what like that, yeah. I mean, Derek Carr deserves that. Yeah. I mean, at one, he was at one point playing at MVP. MVP level back in like 14 or whatever it was. Whenever I mean, he there. even had a good year. Uh, nah, he had a good year last year too. And the yeah. year before that. Considering everything that was going on with the organization. Yeah, considering everything uh, with the organization with Gruden. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the the situation with Henry Ruggs. Yeah. Um, all that stuff going on and he'd still find a way to win big games. Uh, I just think that's a tough. It was a tough year for them. In terms of football standpoint, and I just think that organization just needs to switch a couple pieces around, and I think they'll be good. Mm-hmm. I agree, but I think Allen Robinson would help out a lot. Yeah. It's crazy how they used to have Amari Cooper and Cleo Mack. They they traded them in back to back months, and they got traded yep. in like back to back days. Yeah, like this year, which is absurd. Crazy. I don't remember. Especially Mayock May- no. wasn't there yet. Mayock wasn't there yet. Mayock, speaking of Mayock, he's a cool dude. I liked him a lot when he was there. Is he going to be doing the draft this year? I think he so. Draft. What is, he, I don't remember him from the combine when he said about offense, about Pete for the Saints. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I don't know. I didn't show you all that video. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you, Sam, man. Uh, I like Daniels coming in there, get that offense going. But, uh, yeah, that's gonna be a, a really exciting uh, division for sure. They they got the everybody's gonna be watching that division every Sunday for sure. Yeah, like they're replacing the um how the NF or AFC North was a couple of years ago. Yeah, with every team being dominant, but mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. Okay. I know it's Cleveland, but I feel like it's still going to be an entertaining division. I feel like with Lamar coming back, you know, Cincinnati's top dog right there right now. See what Mitch can do in Pittsburgh. Um, I don't know what Cleveland's going to look like, but uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just happy to see Lamar back out there, honestly. I feel like a lot of people aren't giving his respect that he deserves. Former MVP, but you know, I feel like he's going to remind people who he is. What? Just because you brought Mar, Mar's one of the coolest people. Uh, when he was at Louisville, he was humble, really cool. We met him on a couple, couple times, but mm. glad he's doing good in the NFL. Oh yeah, but, he's killing oh. it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, yeah. they get a run at Super Bowl. Hope so. I mean, I'm not gonna say I expect him to ever play at this level, be MVP or something like that, but hopefully, he can stay healthy and just oh, yeah, like he's the next wave of that the new quarterback. EJ, going back to the the original question you asked me at the beginning about like cool experiences working with athletes, my freshman year working UK football, we were playing Louisville in Lexington, and mm-hmm. we were up like twenty one to zero on them, and then that's when they brought in Lamar Jackson for the first time going in the second half, and then mm-hmm. they came down and like smacked us like thirty five to twenty one or something like that, and Lamar Jackson was going crazy, yeah. and ever since then I blame Kentucky for his success. Because yep. he demolished us that game. And yeah. we needed to win that game to go to a bowl game. And we were all excited going into halftime and then leaving the place. We didn't want to talk to anyone. Yep. I mean, you had that. He went on to beat Miles Garrett and the Music City Bowl that same year, which is crazy. Yep. That was a great game. Forgot about that. Mm-hmm. 
Kentucky did get him back. I was at that game when uh, Kentucky had to go play in Louisville uh, Lamar yeah. last year. That was a great game, Jonathan yeah. Allen, Benny Snell. Uh, Is that the the year? Um, year. Denzel Ware through the trash can. Mm. Remember that when like Louisville and Kentucky got into a fight, and no, Lamar, was, one of Kentucky's players through the trash can. His that was probably junior. Junior. That was his. It was probably at UK. When it, it, no, it was the year he. Uh, I don't remember. No, because I think the year. Yeah, the year that we beat them was when Lamar fumbled. Yeah, and then the year after that, we got into a fight, and that's yeah. when our player threw a trash can at him. That's what it was. Yeah, when Lamar said, "All right, man." Yeah, yeah and then Lamar, he turned up and beat us. Lamar played at Kentucky last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of his uh, second of last year when Kentucky went to go play at Louisville. Yeah, when Lamar fumbled. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't believe that. That was a crazy game, though. Good game. It was uh, yeah. very surprising that Kentucky won at the time. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I was surprised we lost, but going in that year, after they lost to Houston, they were sort of... They weren't yeah. the same, mm-hmm. which is, like, hard in, like, college football, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, like, going into college football season. It's just, like, if you lose one game and, like, you're out outside of, like, the top eight or nine going into, like, ten spot, then, like, it's hard to play and, like, compete to get back into the college football playoffs because at that point, like, if you lose one game, you're kind of over with, at least back in, like when they were playing nowadays, it feels like if you lose one game, then the top five is, they're still probably going to lose games. It's hard for teams to go undefeated mm-hmm. just because every team is like rising above. Like we hardly see Alabama go undefeated every single year. Uh, now uh, with Clemson, LSU, um, Georgia this year, I just feel like the top four kind of like mixes and switches up right. every single week. But yeah, um, yeah, we're going on forty minutes right now. I don't know if you guys want to cut the podcast off and talk again some other time, or we can split this podcast up into two parts. If you guys want to keep talking, I mean, I think we'll probably stop here. We've covered okay. a lot of stuff. This is like good intro, intro uh, podcast. Good start. Yeah, good stuff from me. Mm-hmm. All right, JD, you wanna you wanna lead us out? Hey man, the start of something new, man. After we finally got it. Got it in the works. I'm hoping soon we can start to get some guests on here, get some get some more viewers on it. I'm liking I'm liking the steps we're taking right now, but uh, hell yeah. EJ, you got anything to say? Hey man, hopefully we can uh, keep this going consistent consistently. And like JD said, bring on new guests, things like that. I think we're a fun group and we have a good base that we could build off of. For sure, one of these podcasts will get. EJ and one of his Saints, uh, his Saints talks, and me and JD will just make fun of him. Hopefully, uh, if we have a guest on the podcast, he'll take EJ aside. But I highly doubt that because everyone hates the Saints. Yeah, don't worry, we'll see what happens. We'll, we, when we're gonna try to do this every Monday? How we're how we're gonna talk about this? Yeah, we can decide it. Uh, I'm pretty free on Mondays. Yeah, I'll say hey, next week we'll figure it out because yeah. most of the moves will be done. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. Uh, appreciate whoever tuned into this podcast. Um, we'll get some socials and social medias uh, up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Yep. Bear down. <laughs> yep. Skull. Who that? <laughs>